0: Hi, I'm Marlon Walker and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I have another episode of the podcast. So I think, so I have some call-ins from my buddy Jason, um, who called in about the war in plastic um, episode and that was pretty cool. So I'm gonna play those call-ins and respond to him and then I am going to talk more about what I've been doing uh, the past couple days, this weekend, all of that sort of stuff. Probably a game recap, probably a uh, a bit about tabletop miniature wargaming and research and working on minis and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's going to be good. So... um I guess that'll be the episode, so stay tuned. Hey,
1: Arlen, Jason here. I think I forgot to call in when I listened to your last episode, uh, Making Worth Plastic, but that is so cool that your grandfather's interested in playing with you, and having the chance to play with him and paint miniatures and do stuff with him, you know, definitely that's worth dedicating your Sundays to and, and doing that to get that family time and to spend time with him, I mean, you know, not be negative, but we don't know how much time any of us have on earth. But as we get older, you know, it's obviously it's numerically going to be less. or percent. It, You know what I'm trying to say. So, the you know, having the opportunity to spend, do a hobby, you know, with a grandparent is in, is incredible. And, and definitely you should take advantage of that. I, I think that's very, very cool. I look forward to hearing what rule sets you guys decide on, and and start playing with. I've got a ton of French and Indian War era skirmish rule sets. I say a ton. I probably have half a dozen, maybe ten, um, different sets to use in that era. But most of them are packed away somewhere, so I'll have to dig them out. I don't know if some of them. I don't even know if they're available PDF. You, you know, I think they were just you know back in the day. But I'll I can go through those if you're interested in that. Although I think you got those figures, sounds like you got those figures more because you're interested in learning to paint than or practicing painting skills than than in that era. Um, the Warlord games, I remember Hail Caesar and all that came was coming out as I was getting out of war gaming, um, but they seem like perfectly good rules from what I remember. Um, anyhow, yeah, very cool. As far as historical battles, I, I think what. What you proposed and and discussed in you know when you ran the historical battles, one thing, and I think what Carl did was something different. I, I'm assuming you discussed your players ahead of time, and th- and they were very well aware that you know they weren't going to win the battle, and the whole thing was the whole purpose of the game was to explore the characters emotionally and explore the char- their character stories. Where I'm I'm not saying Carl didn't say that the battle couldn't be won, but th- that said, you're playing Call of Cthulhu, so obviously it's not real world because, well, Call of Cthulhu. So, you, you know, and, and when we slay the the general, the, the main leader of the Germans, whatever his name was, you, you know, we took him out, then, you know, they're very popular. And that may not have ended the battle by any means. I mean, they just because they're leaders... Slain doesn't mean they're all going to rout. So, yeah, I'm not saying Carl did anything wrong. I, I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but yeah, killing the leader seemed a little bit. I I think the real problem was by killing the leader earlier than he died historically, Carl kept him alive or as a zombie or something. But you know he was still there, and and so it, it made it f- felt. Hollow because what's the use of being able to kill him in the battle if it doesn't change the fact that he was there to unite the German tribes or whatever he did? So I, I think that was, you know, and and yeah, Carl threw up, well, maybe somebody else took his place and this and that. But but effectively he um you, you know, he made our actions a waste. So that's right, Carl. I'm throwing shade at you. I'm 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 just giving Carl a hard time. I had a lot of fun in that game. And, um, like I have fun, I have fun in all of Carl's games. So I am, I'm definitely not, I'm giving Carl a hard time. I'm not really throwing shade at him, but, um, but yeah, it does feel kind of hollow when your actions, you know, don't do anything.
0: All right. So first off, big thanks to Jason for the call-ins. Um, it's always great to hear from you, Jason. Great to have you listening to the podcast and responding and giving me things to talk about. Um, yeah, doing stuff with my grandfather—it's—it's it's definitely really cool. We uh, have had a number of kind of projects or hobbies or things. We used to play tennis together, and then we sort of got out of that when I went off to college. And um, we uh, anyway—he's a really cool dude, super crafty and creative, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think he's, I think he's really pretty excited for painting some miniatures. I think I mentioned that uh, I I had talked to him about the idea and he seemed sort of excited and then he called the next day and said that he had been watching a bunch of YouTube videos of tutorials for painting and um, all of that and so he, uh, he figured out you know what he thought we should do and all that sort of stuff in terms of priming and painting and all that so pretty cool um and and great for you know feel like it's really cool that he uh is excited to work on the project and then at some point once we have minis we'll play games with the minis but right now obviously we don't have um, the minis painted yet, so we don't really have ways to play games. Although, I suppose we could do paper paper guys to test out some systems if we wanted to. Um, but, I don't feel like that's super necessary right now. Um, anyway, so, and then, what else did you talk about? French and Indian War era and Revolutionary War era. Yeah, the the uh the era definitely it interests me some i suppose it seems to me in some ways more interesting than some other eras the idea of kind of colonial warfare a lot more like i don't know there's something sort of interesting about the sort of less uh organized nature of it all that that because it's sort of out on the frontier there's a lot more kind of like independence to the different units and you know all of that sort of stuff that's pretty cool and so great for you know skirmishes and things like that um versus like by comparison napoleonic warfare in europe which interests me for different reasons but um obviously it's much more especially late in the Napoleonic Wars, you're talking about just huge battles, with, um, you know, it's not, it's at least historically, what happened is uh, there are definitely were skirmishes, but what people focus on is these kind of gigantic set-piece battles that are not, not like what happened in a lot of the kind of French and Indian or even American Revolutionary War stuff. So i got a couple of rule systems. So one rule system I've got is Warlord Games Black Powder, and it is... So as far as I can tell, Warlord Games... So for those of you who don't know, Warlord Games is where Rick Priestley, who was one of the main designers for the original Warhammer Fantasy Battles and 40K stuff, that's where he went after he left Games Workshop, and so part of the reason... I got into these, I decided to buy the, the Black Powder Rulebook is because people were suggesting that if you like the feel of those, that era of Warhammer battles, that you'll probably like the Warlord games systems as well. Um, so Black Powder is actually the game system that is listed on the box. As that line, and as far as I can tell, Warlord Games that pretty much all they do is 28 millimeter figures and rule sets, Um, and they do you know custom dice and all that sort of stuff, but anyway, it's all 28 millimeter, Um, which is pretty cool just because it's kind of a standard size, and um, obviously, what it means is that like you could base, you could set up guys for something like spqr which is an ancient world skirmish game with war bands and then use those same figures for hail caesar which is a big battles game um, of the same era right so that seems like a cool idea to me at least um, in terms of playing these sorts of games and then i'm thinking about noble knight has a copy of Warhammer Ancient Battles second edition and that's what we played in high school and I never had an actual physical copy. I had a pirated PDF rule book <laughs> um, because we were poor and had no money to buy rulebooks. Nowadays, that rule book from Noble Knight in really good condition is like $70 or something, maybe $80, um, I don't remember exactly. So, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna drop seventy or eighty dollars on that rule book. Um, partly because the rule book only comes with two armies, and so you need other books to do armies. Now I have PDFs of a lot of that stuff, and really I have I still have my old PDFs of Warhammer Ancient Battles. So, you know, it's not like I couldn't run the game from pdfs it's more it would be more indulgence and nostalgia than kind of actually needing it for playability to get the uh the physical book for that game but i don't know i've been thinking a little bit about that but that's not french and indian era um the uh other ones i have so i have a system called smooth and rifled which is for Um, small unit skirmish combat from as early as like the French and Indian War all the way out to kind of colonial era warfare like uh, Zulus and British and maybe even the Boer War Um, so that's pretty cool I have not read that system yet but it has good reviews on Wargame Vault and it was not too expensive it was like 12 bucks for the core book and there's a bunch of supplemental rule books that are free that are like a couple of pages with army lists for whatever era and then there's another version of that called lords and servants that is the same system but for medievals and uh that's pretty cool and it in fact it's not just like high medieval but also dark ages there's a supplement Supplement, I think, called Limes, and um, looks like the word looks like limes, but it's Latin, so you would pronounce the E um, that is kind of fall of the Roman Empire and early Dark Ages era stuff. So, I might end up getting that one if we decide we like skirmish sized battles. Seems like it would be cool to have some medievals and do skirmish battles. Um, But yeah, Smooth and Rifled seems like it might be a good option. There's, uh, I think there's a um, Nordic Weasel Games uh, Black Powder is I think the name of the system or something like that. And I think there's one like that. And there's one other, oh, there's one called A Formidable Enemy that is specifically for The French and Indian War. And um, I have not read that one either, but similarly it has good reviews on Wargame Vault. And it was really cheap. It was like a dollar or two for the PDF. So I went ahead and got it. And then the other thing I've been thinking about is that kind of similar to the Warlord Games stuff, there's a um, whole community around... um, Sort of knockoff Warhammer, knockoff Games Workshop type stuff. So there's people who make models that are, you know, not actual Space Marines, but they're sort of designed to look like them so you can play with them. And there's, uh, there's some, um, you know, especially for fantasy because Games Workshop switched over to Age of Sigmar. So Warhammer Fantasy Battles isn't around. Um, there's a couple, there's a number of people making kind of Warhammer Fantasy Battles scale minis for, you know, expanding your collection of old hammer, as they call it. But then there's also some people doing rules for that. And in particular, there's one company, the company is called OPR One Page Rules because the the core rules for the system can fit on a single page front and back with, you know, fairly small print. But that's, you know, pretty cool. And they've got two rule sets that are very similar. There's a couple of kind of small differences. There's one called Grimdark Future and the other is called Age of Fantasy. And it's basically a simplified version of Warhammer Fantasy Battles and Warhammer 40k so that's pretty cool partly because they have a whole bunch of different army lists some stuff that is direct adaptations of Warhammer and some other stuff that is just kind of ideas that they had that is pretty cool and the rules are pretty simple and you can read the, the full rule book with all the options only runs like 30 pages, and there's a fair bit of art on each page, so it's really easy. You know, you could easily read and internalize and do some testing on the system to decide if you like it within, you know, like an hour. Um, and there's skirmish skill rules for both games. So there's Grim Dark Future Firefight, and age of fantasy skirmish which are the uh rather than full battle rules the skirmish scale rules Um, but it's pretty cool stuff pretty cool stuff and then one of the things that is really cool is that if you back their patreon page you get all the core rules so you get Grimdark Future and Grimdark Future Firefight and Age of Fantasy and Age of Fantasy Skirmish the PDFs and you can get the army lists all for free and you get all the optional rules stuff for free so there's like AI rules and campaign rules and all sorts of stuff like that that they've developed that you get for that you can actually download for free but if you get the Patreon You get the most recent updates to it and all that. And what you can't get for free, but can get on the Patreon, is the point cost calculator for units, which basically tells you how to stat up your own units and balance them by point cost, which is really cool because, of course, that's, uh, you know, you could use whatever minis you wanted as long as they're, you know, about the right size and kind of, you know, you've done the work to design the army list. You could use whatever minis you wanted, like, say, using the 20 millimeter Native American skirmishers as. A custom army list for Age of Fantasy, because um, it would kind of fit in the era. It would be a little later, but the, um, the Airsats Empire forces have some kind of high concept technology, like guns, so it wouldn't be too far off. Um, so I think that, I don't know what I'm going to do necessarily with these uh, Native American figures that I've got so far, but I think that's a pretty good idea is to use them for Age of Fantasy and for the other rules I have. And I figure what we'll do is we'll sort of try all of these different rules um, on some level and see what we like, and then once we have decided what we like to play, we'll get more minis for that rule set because that that seems to me like the the best thing to do, right? So, anyway, yeah. Um, so yes, thanks Jason for the call in. What else? Battle stuff. Um, yeah, the. It's an interesting thing. I think there is a fair bit of truth to the idea that, like... I mean, there are a number of historical battles where even if a leader was killed or wounded, their army was able to carry the day just because, you know... Because of the limitations of pre-modern communication, the rest of the army may not have known that the general was wounded or killed. I think... um is the Battle of Clontarf, where uh, Brian Brian Boru, I want to say, was was killed in his tent by the Viking forces, but his Irish army was able to win the day anyway, just because they essentially just didn't know that he had been killed. Um, and there's other examples like that historically. Um, which is not to say, it's obviously never a good thing as an army to lose your general, but, you know, you can still win without them. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm glad you had fun in the game, Jason, and I'm sure Carl knows that you're mostly just pulling his leg about it. I think it's true that, you know, it really sucks when you feel like you've worked hard to, like for instance, slay a particularly powerful enemy and they turned out to not actually be dead, that always feels sort of like a, hey, wait a second, that's not right. Um, Unless you're in a sort of campaign system where that concept is normal, right? Like a superhero game It would be totally normal to just be like "Ah, back from the dead what that sort of thing if you wanted to do a a, a supers game with that that seems like that would be different than a call of Cthulhu game with that but anyway that's um, yeah I don't know I'm gonna think more about how I how I would run big battles in games and probably do another episode or two about it Especially after I've played some more war games again and thought about how the, the sort of war game rules work out. The big thing for me, having played some large scale sessions of essentially kind of somewhere between a big battle and a skirmish, of um, rpg rule sets in the ash campaign we've had i think two maybe three of like that with you know the heroes plus some allies versus you know 80 or 100 enemies and in the um night below campaign we had something like that too with the Knoll camp and i guess with the orcs in the the thornwood um so two like that um personally i think that that doesn't work great in a lot of ways um or rather that there are some unforeseen issues with that that come up in play that make that make running battles that way not how i would do it um just because and and part of that is just running how my tastes run but um I think I'll talk probably more about that later. Anyway, thank you for calling in, Jason. It's great to hear from you. I think it is time for me to talk some more about what I've been doing hobby-wise this weekend. So stay tuned for that. All right, so I'm no longer on my phone. I am now at my computer so I can talk more and hopefully there will be less background noise. Um, But yeah, so what went on this weekend? Um, I was able to make two games. um, Well, sort of, sort of a third game. Um, So I played in the Friday night uh, Savage Night Below game that uh, has been going on with the dungeon users and it was a lot of fun. It was a good session, really good session. Um, I made a character and was ready to go. So um, yeah, it was good, it was fun. We uh, basically went investigating uh, reports of a treasure and found out that it is guarded And so we're in the middle of a fight with a bunch of wolves that have like a werewolf or a demon wolf leader that are guarding the treasure. So um, that was fun. And then uh, I made the Saturday morning game, the Icewind Dale game. And that was a good, good session too. Um, we sort of talked about what we were thinking about doing and where we were wanted to go and all that sort of stuff and generally got a good idea of what to do. And then we went investigating some uh, thick black smoke that the dwarves had seen and found this cabin with some strange magical relics in it. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff, pretty cool stuff. And then, um, Saturday afternoon, we were going to play Shadow the Demon Lord and we had a new player, um, who had not created a character yet. So I said, Hey, why don't you just come along and we'll make your character first thing. Um, and we did not end up actually getting a chance to play anything because we, um, spent the whole time helping him make the character and just chatting the the other there were, uh, him and two other players and me so the four of us basically hung out and chatted and helped um, help to make a new character um, which by by third level you're making more than a few choices and you, you get more than a few things on your character sheet so um, you have a little bit to, to work on in terms of building a new character so, yeah, um, but it was good. It was fun to hang out and chat. Um, we just sort of talked about gaming and all sorts of stuff, and um, and then we decided that it would be good to do that campaign weekly instead of biweekly. So I think in the future we're gonna try we're gonna try for every week on a Thursday night or a Saturday afternoon um, to try to kind of get some momentum up. And then I have some ideas for. Um, things that that group might be interested in after that. So I don't know if we will um, end up doing that. So I guess we'll we'll have to play it by ear, see what happens, um, what everybody's up for and interested in and all that sort of stuff. But I think it would be really fun. We sort of talked about uh, variety gaming, and it seems like it might be really cool to do a um, sort of variety gaming group. Like you know, if we were playing weekly, we could say, "Okay, we're going to play eight sessions of something, and then try something else." And um, that would be probably enough time to get a pretty good handle on how the system works. Um, get a lot of uh, a lot of kind of stuff ready. Get feel like we knew what was going on with that system, and then try something else. That might be a lot of fun. Um, I, so I don't know if we're going to end up doing that or not. That's just sort of an idea that I have floating around right now. Um, and then the other stuff that went on is all wargaming stuff. So, um, Friday, I, um, I took the afternoon off and I went over to my grandparents' house to help with some house stuff. And then we decided to do some hobby stuff. And so my grandfather and I, um, put together a list of the things that we felt like we needed and what we had for doing miniatures after reading some stuff online about people's process and all that sort of stuff. And then we went to three different stores to find stuff. We went to a an FLGS, um, Dragon's Lair in Austin, um, which did not have very much stuff for the actual kind of process of building minis. They had a number of minis and they had a lot of paints, but they didn't have a lot of other stuff. So I don't know. It was, I I kind of expected them to have more minis related stuff. And almost all the minis that they had were 40 K or age of Sigmar, which I understand that's what sells. That's what's the most popular, all that, but I am, I don't know. I'm not as interested in 40K or Age of Sigmar as I am in historicals, like I talked about. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I might end up getting some Games Workshop minis just to sort of see what they're like and um, have some experimenting with those while we're trying to figure out what we want to play. Because um, we could use those with the um, one page Grim Dark Future or Age of Fantasy rule sets. Those would work for those rule sets. So um, I think that would be fun anyway um where was i so we got a bunch of stuff and then amazon was supposed to deliver the minis themselves uh in time that we could have started at least looked at them but they did not get there in time so um, i ended up heading back home and then on saturday after shadow the demon lord um we decided that we could do another another day of working on stuff. So the minis had arrived. The minis arrived Friday evening. So on Saturday afternoon, I went over there, and we worked on minis for a while. Um, we first were sort of in awe at how tiny even twenty eight millimeter guys are, and how much detail they have, and how all of that is going to work. But we we figured it out, and. Um, yeah, we assembled two guys and primed them, and that took us about an hour. Which we're, you know, complete noobs at um, many stuff, so not too surprising. But took a took a good long time to do all of that. So um, it's going to take a while to to do these twenty four guys. There are twenty four guys in the the box on sprues, so. And I think, I assume we're going to do all 24. I don't know. I guess we might decide that we don't need to do all of them if we're not going to use them. But I figured we'd do all them. So we did that, and then we had some dinner, and then I watched the first half of the University of Texas baseball game. They're in the Super Regionals for the NCAA tournament. So looks like they may well end up going to the – to Omaha for the the baseball college world series, as they call it, um, which would be cool. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I did not watch the whole game. I, by about the fourth inning, I was just worn out from all day of gaming and mini painting and all that sort of stuff. And so I headed home. Um, and uh, did not watch the end of the game, which apparently was pretty exciting. So too bad that I missed it, but that's okay. There will be other baseball games to watch. And if they end up going to the College World Series, I'm sure I'll be over there and watch the baseball games with them um, more. So yeah, and then um, I also took home the box with the sprues and um, some of our supplies because my grandfather sort of said that he, to be honest, wasn't having as much fun assembling the minis, was more interested in painting than assembling. And so I said, well, why don't I work on assembling for a little while? And so over the week, my plan is to assemble as many of the guys as I can and then bring them over um, what we do. So right now, uh, what we have been doing for a while is that on Sundays, um, my mom and I go over to my grandparents' house, it's her her parents, um, and um, have breakfast on Sunday morning, generally between like 9 and 10 a.m. And then um, we uh, we'd sit around and talk for a while and all that sort of stuff and visit and all that. Anyway, so the idea right now is that what we'll do is continue with breakfast and then On um, after breakfast, I will basically be able to go with my grandfather over to the garage apartment where we've set up the mini station and we can work on miniatures there. And uh, assemble them and paint them and all that sort of stuff and get them ready for play. So um, that, of course, will take up the majority of my Sundays, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make Sunday games um, with the dungeon musers as often anymore. Um, but that's okay. It's, it's always good to, to spend time with your family. And it's a, a really fun hobby thing that we're doing in my opinion. And, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's been a lot of fun so far and, um, yeah, it is, it's pretty cool. So, um, That's what I'm planning on doing for future Sundays for at least a while and maybe some other days too. We talked about um, that we could do like during the week, one weeknight maybe, Um, have dinner and work on minis um, one night a week maybe. So we might end up doing that. But it's pretty cool stuff. Um, And I have a number of rule sets that I want to read and um, internalize and sort of figure out how they work and all that sort of stuff. So... Um, I need to work on that. I've, I've put a bunch of rule books onto my Kindle Fire so I can go lie in bed and read this evening. Um, read Wargames rule sets um, and assemble minis and hopefully we'll get them painted. And um, the related thing to that is that on my YouTube channel, so there's a couple of YouTube channels that I've discovered fairly recently related to miniature wargaming. Um, one of them is called Obscurities in Miniature. And Obscurities in Miniature is a guy who focuses on, um, basically, he focuses on um, kind of rare or unusual or um, indie miniatures so he has his own 3d printer so he 3d prints stuff and he also buys stuff from kind of indie companies and he's got you know games workshop stuff too and and some of the bigger stuff and it obviously it's a small enough hobby that kind of everybody's indie in some level except maybe games workshop but anyway the point being he's got a lot of cool suggestions and uh, videos on um really cool, interesting miniatures and interesting rule sets and all that sort of stuff. And related to that, one of the things that he does that I have been watching, he does a weekly um, painting recap video, which is basically every week he gets in front of the camera and talks about what he and his brother and his dad painted over the week and shows off all the miniatures. Um and I thought well, that would be something kind of cool to do, um, to do like weekly recaps or something. So, or maybe not weekly, but do regular recaps of how the hobby stuff is going. Um, and so I don't have a camera. My, my webcam, for some reason, won't autofocus. And then I looked at the box and found that it's supposed to be manual focus only. And I don't know why it is that I ended up getting the only webcam that's manual focused, but it's focused on my face pretty well, but it won't focus on menus when I hold them up to the camera. Um, and I don't have like a, a video camera or something. I have my phone, but I don't have a lot of storage space on my phone. So um, what I think I'm going to do is take pictures and then essentially create a slideshow and um narrate over a slideshow and put that on youtube and the idea is that i'm going to do that every every week or two talk about my um mini painting and then also do that for battle reports that i can take a picture of the battlefield and sort of narrate here's what was happening at this time in the battle and go through that um so i think that'll be pretty fun so i have a couple of youtube videos that i want to make also i hit 200 subscribers on youtube which is pretty cool i'm at like 202 right now so that is pretty awesome um pretty cool stuff you know um so yeah youtube is going really well and i'm gonna do lots of mini stuff lots of uh lots of stuff for um, hobby stuff in the future over there and over here. So if you're not subscribed to me on YouTube, you probably should be if you want to consume all of the stuff that I put out. Um, It'd be worth uh, checking that out in my opinion, Um, especially if you're interested in miniature wargaming because there isn't really i mean i'm going to talk about miniature wargaming on here but there's isn't really a good way to show photos on the podcast obviously because it's a podcast um and i'd like to show photos of the dudes we paint and all of that sort of stuff and photos of the process and all of that so um i think that's what's going to be on my youtube channel a fair bit and regular stuff on the youtube channel too it's not it's not the end of anything regular on the youtube channel it's just um working on some of that stuff too. So anyway, pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, it's been uh, a fun weekend. Because I took, um, it's like I have a Friday off, I did have to work this afternoon. And so I am all worn out. And so I am gonna go lie down and read some war game rules um, until I fall asleep and take a nap. And then I'm gonna get online again to uh, record some videos and at some point I'm going to have a family meeting with my my parents and my little sister and do that. But yeah, right now, um, things are good, it's pretty cool, Um, I'm really excited. The only disappointing thing is that because I did mini stuff on Friday, I was not able to play a game with Che Webster who I was planning on playing um, on Friday afternoon, playing something with him. Um, And since it was just gonna be the two of us, I was thinking that we would play Era, um, the epic storytelling game, which is a great game. Very cool and great for one-on-one play. Um, And I did not get to do that because I was busy. I was out with my grandfather looking at paints and uh, primers and paintbrushes and all sorts of stuff like that. So anyway. That's the only sort of disappointing thing, but I'm sure I will get other chances to play with Che. Um, And uh, he was very uh, understanding, which was really nice. So um, yeah, we're gonna, I'm sure. And then next Friday I will be running Savage Sewer Creatures for him and the guys. So that'll be fun. Um, So yeah, hobby stuff is going really well. Lots of stuff happening, lots of uh, irons in the fire, lots of moving pieces, but um, it's it's been really fun. So I guess I will, um, in the episode here, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Big thanks to Jason for calling in and uh, giving me so much to talk about. Um, that's always great to have for podcasting here on Anchor. And um, if you're listening to this, you can call in, too. You just have to have an Anchor account and some way to record audio. And you can uh, record your audio and send it to send it through Anchor and send a message. And I'll put it on the episode and respond to it and all that. So um, it'd be cool to have more call-ins to respond to if you are listening in so um i think that's everything i hope you all are doing well um i've been arlen walker i've been live from pelham's wasteland and i will see you next time take care everybody